Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Then we can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Dandy, well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Coming of Age. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How do you do? This is a podcast about movies. And on today's episode, we have Dan Joplin. Hey! <laughs> Hi there, Dan. How Hi, you doing? Hi, Daniel. Um, <laughs> well, fantastic. And uh, over here, we have Chase Cummins. Hi, I'm here. It's a very somber episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tone of the movie, man. <laughs> oh, dude, a fucking movie looked like a fucked up face. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all that time lapse shit? <laughs> uh, and my name's Alan Lucebrock. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, today we're going to be talking about my own private Idaho, and this is going to be it's our final finale <laughs> to the namesake month, the coming of age genre. Yes, yes, bum, yes. Bum, Which bum. you can expect to hear more episodes in this in this theme because we'll probably do it again next year. Yes, yeah, so yeah. next in a year. In a year, <laughs> you'll know. You'll hear more of these. <laughs> But for now, it's the finale, <laughs> um, and we're gonna we're gonna we'll talk about the movie and decide whether it fits the genre or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if this one's quite there. <laughs> I've I've seen it in little word blurbs on the internet, so it has to be true. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, we'll, we start off the episodes, you know, talking about some things we've seen recently. So, <laughs> has anyone seen anything that they care well, to share? I started watching Amazon original television show Jack Ryan, <laughs> um, starring Jim Halpert, and uh, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty entertaining. Great did action. He, did, did he? Did he have any like other credits other than acting in it? Uh, not that I noticed. I think he's just a star. Wow, just he's the a, lead. He's a star. He did not write it. He did not create it, and he is not directing it. Nice. So is it any good? Yes, it actually, it's really. That's good. why. Yeah. yeah well i mean his one foray into directing is well regarded by many and is actually a piece of trash so it's unfortunate (laughs) go listen to our quiet place episode (laughs) you will understand why we think that after you've listened what else do we talk about on that episode the house of the devil ah good movie (laughs) we followed it up with a good horror movie had to split it up um well, right on. Doesn't sound like something I'm gonna watch, but it eh, take it or leave it. It's it's not perfect, and it's got some like um, like problematic per- depictions of uh, Islamic and French and other kinds of people, like just everybody that's not an American. Oh, oh, oh hello, Jack Ryan, oh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's got Bon Voyage. What, what are you doing here, <laughs> Bon Voyage, motherfucker? <laughs> because <laughs> that is kind of the tone of the show uh, it's very actiony in the last 10 minutes of every episode you can count on something actiony happening cliffhanger uh not something really blown up. No cliffhangers right the cliffhangers but like not zero cliffhangers you're right here first how many explo- how many explosions per episode the first one has is stacked with them 
The rest of them <laughs> are more like there's a couple in each episode, but it's like more okay, like okay. But you're gonna get a couple explosions <laughs> most, per episode. most of the time. Most of the time. Okay. EP. Yeah. Explosion per episode. Yeah. yeah. Just like the explosion sound, like off camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what hot American it counts, summer it counts. <laughs> counts uh, another explosion <laughs> um no there's at least one i would say in every episode probably two and then some of them have like 50 so yeah um, <laughs> i have one episode left but it's pretty decent it's not like a bad show uh wendell pierce is great in it he's the guy from the wire mm. the mcnulty's partner in the wire I never watched The Wire, and it took too long, and then someone was like, you really got to watch The Wire. And then I was like, I'm going to watch The Wire. And then I was like, oh, there's so much of this Wire. It's only five seasons. <laughs> it's 50 episodes. I know. I, can't, I know. You know. Things keep that on coming out. Oz. Like, never, oh, never yeah. watched Oz. Exactly. And, like, I, I just yeah. feel like I'm never going to end up watching Oz. Let, I should. Let me I say this. Watch okay, let me say this. Oz, you can skip. The Wire <laughs> is arguably the greatest show ever made. So, like, that argument is... Easily, easy yeah. to make. It's The Wire, Oz, and Sopranos. Those are three things that I have not watched. What? Okay, uh, skip Oz. <laughs> fuck Oz. Watch The Sopranos. I, thought, I wish you would have said, all right, skip The Wire. The Wire doesn't fucking matter. Watch The Sopranos. <laughs> you gotta watch The Sopranos. Sopranos De- is the best goddamn show. It's really good. I. Uh, we all know it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I almost uh, started, like, conti- I'm, like, literally on season one, episode five from, like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm disappointed here. right now. <laughs> same, same, uh, Chase, same spot over here. I'm, I'm probably season uh, or episode like three or four. I uh, don't know if I can continue working on the podcast anymore. Um, you guys really? Have to That's watch. awesome. Well, Dan, we got a podcast. <laughs> Y'all have to watch The Wire and The Sopranos, and then we can continue. D- Chase is going to start a, a better, bigger podcast with a you know. Full cast and crew, and <laughs> it's gonna have a better name. Something's something with some pet, some I'm, zing. I'm gonna sell out and replace both of you. <laughs> the Chase Cummins Family Show, <laughs> where friends are welcome, except for those two guys that I started this with. Hey everyone, my name is Chase Cummins, and yes, I'm wearing a red and white checkered shirt. Can't see it, but welcome to the show. <laughs> Chase Cummins, my family. <laughs> That's the best one. No one never, no one used that one in high school. <laughs> it was always Chase Cummins, my butt. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you, it's your butt that I just yeah, came in. Yeah. That makes you gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's South Park. <laughs> I sucked his balls, guys. Makes him gay. No, no yeah. idiot. No. That makes you gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so I saw uh I saw have you guys seen Carnage? Carnage is up on Prime. No. Carnage. No. Uh, no. Roman Polanski with uh Christopher Waltz, John C. Riley, uh Kate Winslet, what? and Jodie Foster. It was in my watch list, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I haven't watched yes, it yet. It was. I added it because I was yeah. like, Roman Polanski with those people, he's a problematic person, but he makes great movies. When was this made? <laughs> 2011. Really? Um yeah, it's about so it's about um like they're uh, uh John C. Riley and Jodie Foster uh are the parents of a kid who gets hit with a stick by um uh Christoph Waltz and Kate Winslet's son. Uh 
And then this is them having a little resolution meeting or just like, you know, meeting up to talk about it. And Jodie Foster's super like writing papers on Darfur and shit and uh, uh, just like, okay, let's let's write up this little, um, here's my our statement, here's our statement of what happened, then you'll write up your statement, blah, blah, blah. And John C. Riley's like, it's a sweet, like, lovey, uh, like, sweet semen dad and everything. Christoph Waltz is, like, all businessman and everything. But, like, everybody's being polite uh, and shit. But then it just, it's, it's a full 90 minutes in just one room. And they almost get to leave, like, five times and then get drawn back in. And it's <laughs> just so painful. It's so painful and just... Then just so great because it just they just devolve. It like oh, was adapted from a exterminating angel from play. It, well, that's that's yeah. an exterminating angel by Louis Bunuel. It's a bunch of people show up, a bourgeoisie people show up for a dinner party, and then inexplicably they can't leave the room, can't figure out why they can't leave the room, keep trying to leave the room, and outside a riot starts, and it's like, yeah, and then the whole movie they just devolve. They become like monsters inside this room. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah. it's it's that, but with two parents like discussing the fight between some kids. Well, that's fucking awesome. I did not know that was what the plot was. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, dude. Like, highly recommend. That's awesome. I would love to watch it. Yeah. That's on Amazon. Yeah, it's on my Prime. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think it's part of the like uh, Tribeca shortlist or something selection. I like I've subscribed to like thirty dollars worth of different like movie channels so i can get the best movies on amazon prime <laughs> god thank you damn yeah. thank you for that roman polanski is 85 years old yeah he's old as fuck it's old man he Jeez. was he was in his like 30s or I, 40s I I was, when he was I, married I, to I was Sharon wondering Tate. i had to look it up yeah <laughs> i was like that guy's gotta be old yeah he's really old i think he must have been in his 30s when he was married to sharon tate in oh the 60s. man um uh speaking of roman polanski uh I listened to an interview with Paul McCartney today, and he was talking about Helter Skelter and Charles Manson. <laughs> Paul McCartney was? Yeah. There's a, there's a WTF interview oh, with sweet. Mark Maron. Fucking awesome that he got to interview Paul McCartney. No, this isn't a movie thing, but it'll transition into a movie thing, kind of. Um, and he was talking about how, you know how Charles Manson, obviously, like the whole Helter Skelter thing, like yeah. written on the doors and stuff, like in blood. Yeah. Uh, like Paul McCartney was like, like, that was like a song I wrote. And that was insane <laughs> to see like it literally become the anthem for murder. That's crazy. And I was like, oh my God, this interview is wild. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome hearing this. And he's just like talking about like, like I really couldn't play it anymore. I, I just like, like out of respect, like you can't like be like, hey, what's up, guys? Like Helter yeah. Skelter, yeah. Like, and uh, he was like, so I like kind of retired it for like like a couple years, and then uh, he's like, you know what? Fuck that guy. Like <laughs> that's my song. I wrote that shit. Yeah. And I'm gonna like play it, and like he like slowly like like I don't know. I think it was just like a one day kind of thing. He was like, fuck that shit. And, like yeah. came back and like brought it we'll back. Play the like, song. Reowned yeah. it. Yeah. Reowned his own song. I thought that was super interesting to hear. Just that is. Super I, haven't, I haven't heard uh, like the reaction that like the, the yeah, Beatles had Beatles to had. that. Yeah, I don't know if anyone ever asked. Like <laughs> I'm sure someone. I'm probably sure did, during but... at the time there was a lot of. But then backlash he, towards the Beatles. Oh, well, they definitely <laughs> you know? well, they broke up, and it's like the waiter that year. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, 
but like 69 there weren't a lot of like the, the way the interview culture is now and social media and all that stuff like you didn't have a lot of people just like running down to ask someone a question like that immediately yeah mark man was just ran down the street and asked him <laughs> yeah <laughs> paul mccartney we gotta know Please tell us how did you react when Charles Manson used your song? <laughs> it's a really good interview though, if uh, if anyone's interested, because it's it literally like I had to stop myself from turning off the interview and just turning on all the music that they were talking about, and especially like Paul McCartney and the Beatles as well. But like they just and talk wings. about <laughs> they just talk about the Stones and like the relationship between the Beatles and the Stones, and then like Paul McCartney just talks about Brian Wilson coming over to his house and like putting on good vibrations for the first time. And like, he's talking about like the reason that they made Sergeant Peppers was just a uh, response to pet sounds. That's and crazy. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. I just want to turn this off. <laughs> and yeah. like, listen, and I listen, I listen to the beach boys and Paul McCartney and the Beatles like all day. That's awesome. I was like, this is fucking awesome. That that's I did not know that Sergeant Peppers was written as a response to, I didn't know it was a response. I knew that they, it's like they Obviously, were challenged. like because Pet Sounds is like regarded as the first like concept album. Yeah. And Sgt. Pepper's is like very close to yeah. being at like, you know, that would be at It the is a concept album. At the yeah. beginning of like concept albums being a thing. Yeah. You know. So like it came shor- shortly after, but I just know I knew that they probably had been like, "Oh, look at that. Look at what the Beach Boys did." That's cool. But it was more like a friendly camaraderie kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it was that's like, cool. Oh we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never thought about making an album that way where you have like all of these like abstract things like playing, like going on in, in the design of the music and then like being like, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of, it's uh, distinctly you know, different, like Paul McCartney, <laughs> Helter Skelter and Charles Manson, uh, Charles Manson was cast. Or, I mean, Charles Manson was cast. That's hilarious. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Harryman. Damien Harryman. Damien, Damien Damon Harryman. Something like that. Was cast as uh, Charles Manson in two separate projects. Uh, yeah. 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 That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, th- I think I posted that from our Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you posted it, and you posted it on Instagram. Yeah, and I... Uh, and I accidentally Separately. posted the wrong thing because Matt Smith also got <laughs> fucking cast as Charles Manson in something else. It, it, it a biopic. Yeah. So I posted, I was like, looked it up and posted that and like was like, Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> got his Charles Manson. <laughs> and then people were like, no, it's, it's not that. It's, it's no. this guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why is there so many fucking Charles Manson projects going on? What the Because he just died. Yeah, I I get what's his life rights hey man, came, became well, you got so a response. Weird. You know, you got a response. So that's that's what counts. But yeah, did you ever watch um uh Mine Hunter? Um, I avoided watching Mindhunter for a long time uh because I was like I thought it was just like Mindhunter! Like it sounded like, like a Chris fucking Angel? fox. It's uh, no, it sounded like huh? it sounded like a fox show about like a psychic detective that gets canceled after half a season. Um, and then like I heard it, I heard him talk about it. I think on uh, last podcast, and then I was like, oh okay, that sounds kind of cool. And then I actually watched Got it. Got the yeah, Henry Zebrowski no, stamp of approval. <laughs> Gold stars, baby. <laughs> yeah i'm excited to see some charles manson shit we were talking about earlier like uh how he's playing like two different periods 
of Charles Manson's life because he got cast in that Quentin Tarantino movie where it's literally like 1969, like during the events of the crazy shit, uh, like cult leadership. Yeah. And then in Mindhunter, he's like in, in prison, prison, almost 20 being years later. interviewed like, in like as the, an older man. Yeah. In the late 70s. Early and it's 80s. just like, oh, like what the, like, you're gonna play when he both does the, these roles. Is that when he does the Scatman shit? <laughs> yeah. The, the I I don't. I think that was even later. I think that was like like towards the end of the '90s, maybe early 2000s, even like that's like when he uh, did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that was much later. So I. Uh, that was but some like, good you scat. know, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think. Um, I think we'll get, get some good content still. You don't have to worry about. It. He he made some. Remember uh, what? Look, look at your game, girl. Look at your game, girl. Um, yeah. The fucking Charles Manson. Yeah. No. He's, oh, uh, he's, he, he's decent. He made decent music in the '60s yeah. before he got crazy and inspired a bunch of people to go murder other humans. Yeah. He was literally like learned how to scat with like after the that. Beach Boys. Yeah, what else are you going to do in but prison? Like, you know, some of them hated them, but yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think there was like one particular beach boy who was like hanging out with Charles Manson and Brian Wilson's like, yeah, I don't like that guy. Like don't hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy that he was so connected to so many celebrities. Like, I mean, he had people who were like, well, because he was trying to be one. So yeah, bad. Like, yeah. He was, that's, yeah. that's what he wanted. And yeah. Um, so like, yeah, he was he was in the fringes of the circles and shit. Uh, but <laughs> well, just, there were there were famous actors in his group. Like one of the murderers was a guy who's in a bunch of Kenneth Onger movies oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, like, sure. yeah, they were like people who were having successful careers in acting join him. And one of the main murderers is is you can go see his movies. <laughs> They're good movies. <laughs> I mean, for the thing to have happened that did happen, you know, like you kind of got to be in that, in that crew. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. It's just, it's so strange that like, like one of the guys who killed Sharon Tate or was in the house. Um, he's in like four Kenneth Onger movies. These like crazy experimental films that we should definitely all watch. <laughs> They're fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and he was successful and then he just like, you know, murdered his colleague mm. or helped. Whoops. Whoops. Oopsie daisies. I slipped and you fell on my knife. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eight times. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about uh, Venom for a second. We talked about Carnage. Let's talk about Venom. That's what I was hoping was John C. Riley was going to turn into Carnage. Roman Polanski just does like a Spider-Man villain origin story. Small spoiler, didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. God damn it. I was going to, it was like fan film. Cool. Who's this Roman Polapskis? I do. I will say this for our fans out there: we do not condone Roman Polanski. He needs to go to jail. He should have gone to jail. But until he doesn't, I'm gonna. You should just like keep making me movies. You know, gonna, like that'd be that'd be all right though. Making me movies. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch them. Like people get pissed I'm off. I'm so on the excited like, to support that guy's movie. He just five made, stars on him. <laughs> he may be a terrible person, but he made great films. Um, okay so Venom there is a tidbit that I heard in an interview with Tom Hardy which we can go into other aspects of this movie but uh, Tom Hardy was talking about channeling his um, like 
the way he was going to portray talking to himself, like talking to Venom, essentially. Yeah. He said that he was channeling uh, Woody Allen's neurosis, like uh-huh. as he was walking through the city, like, and you can kind of see that. Kind of hear it because he's got that New York accent, but like the New York accent's really weird in Tom Hardy. Like the the all the trailers that have been released, I'm just like, who the, like what this the fuck is, is that? Th- that's weird mm-hmm. coming out of Tom Hardy's m- mouth. Mm-hmm. But like hearing it that way, I'm uh-huh. like, no, he's just. Trying to be Woody Allen. <laughs> like, what the hell? So weird. I'm uh, okay with that choice. I just thought about this now, though, and that uh, Tom Hardy's doing a movie where he's talking to something that's in his head, and the guy who looks like Tom Hardy just did a movie where he's talking to something that's, true, that's in yes. his head, <laughs> yeah. which we just did an episode on. If you would like to listen to it, it's it, Upgrade. <laughs> Go wings, <Eddie. laughs> Um. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you do you uh, do you want to see that movie, Dan? Uh, half. I mean, half. I'll probably see I mean, it. I'll probably see it. You know, in theaters. Like, you gonna, yeah. you gonna see? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, I yeah, haven't it's... gotten rid of Movie Pass yet for some reason. <laughs> I just haven't canceled it yet. So I guess are they still are I'll they still functioning? Is it still working? Like, does it? <laughs> it's. It sucks. It sucks now. Uh-huh. Like they they have like surcharge times where like you have to pay like eight fifty. It's eight fifty. I have to pay eight fifty to go to the fucking movies when I'm paying not when like the prop proposition was fucking nine ninety nine for thirty movies like a month. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Um. So and they're just like, oh, you can avoid the surcharge times by just picking another day and time to go to the movies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let me just completely rearrange my schedule. No, that's no problem. That's no problem at all. Like what? Oh, so easy. Yeah, fuck, fuck them. Thank you. It like makes you hate the movies. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't want to go to the fucking movies anymore. God damn it. Yeah. AMC though is about to release a similar like subscription service to their theaters. Um, it'll yeah. be like $20 a month, but then you get to go see, you only get to see 30 movies, but you get to see like one, one new one a week or something like that. But if yeah. you go see a movie every week, you make yeah, up. For I it. only got Regals, dude. I only got Regals. Yeah. So do we, I'm oh No, AMC just bought Carmike. Oh, our Carmike theater here. So it's, it's going to turn mm-hmm. into an AMC. Oh soon. really? Yeah. That's AMC now. <gasps> Panama <laughs> city. Dude, let's talk about my own private Idaho. Um, your public Arkansas? No, <laughs> it's my own private California. Their public. <laughs> oh, the, their timeshared uh, Oklahoma. The publicly owned Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Written by David Byrne. Yeah, starring John Goodman. <laughs> Good lord! This is a movie made in 1991. Came out when one. Portland was a shithole, apparently. <laughs> and now Portland, like I see pictures of Portland, like ah, oh, this nice town. <laughs> Everybody was whores. Everybody was whores. <laughs> yeah, like, they were all whores. Just driving cars around town, just like yep, just having sex. Yeah. <laughs> And quoting Shakespeare's. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, well, we can start with the beginning of this film, I guess. <laughs> when uh, narcolepsy, in the dictionary, 
boom, boom, boom. Here you go. This is what this movie. Uh, this is a focal point of the film. <laughs> yeah. And it will happen again. This guy's and sleepy. Again. This guy's a sleepy guy, our main character. Especially when he's stressed out. Super sleepy man. <laughs> um, so then it cuts to, uh, what's his name, Mike? Yeah, River Phoenix is Mike. Yeah. River Phoenix. River Phoenix is Mike. Mike. I, I feel like I don't even like recognize River Phoenix. Like I haven't seen Stand By Me in probably like fifteen years. <laughs> so. oh, oh wow! Oh wow! Um, it's been a year and a half. Um. <laughs> so like when I saw River Phoenix, I was like, I don't know any films I've seen with River Phoenix. Well, I Same-sies. I don't think I've seen. I was like I I was like I know that's River Phoenix because I know that he's in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his other movies besides Stand by Me. I know about other movies he's in, like The Mosquito Coast and um, The Strange Life of James Reardon or whatever the fuck that movie's called um, and stuff like that. But yeah. who's actually in that movie? The Reardon movie is actually directed by Bob. Oh, and the reason that he's in this movie is because. River Phoenix recommended him after having worked with him on that movie like three or four years beforehand. Thanks, River. Thanks. At least he's promised me a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dennis Hopper apparently was supposed to have the Bob role originally. Really? And um, like it was offered to him and he didn't want to take it unless he was one of the main characters. As a main character. They literally have a mosh funeral for you. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted to be like, Keanu or (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a male prostitute yeah yeah. Dennis Hopper was a crazy guy he would he would definitely have done well in a role like that but he should have just been Bob I mean William Reichert did a great job but yeah well like he was like the more age appropriate yeah well yeah like that's the thing where it's like he's like the father figure Dennis Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, how old was how old was Dennis Hopper at the time? Because it seems like Dennis Hopper he probably was a little were... young for Bob and a little old for the Keanu role. And ninety one, he would have been the, probably the same age as the guys who played oh, Bob. Because he was like, think he's it... what? Sorry, no. Go. Well, think about him in Easy Rider, which is like sixty nine, and then um, Apocalypse Now, which is like seventy nine. And by the time you see him in Apocalypse Now, he's totally age appropriate. And then that this is even twelve years later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we oh so so we see that guy River Phoenix. <laughs> he's he's wearing what he's it does it say Mike on his badge. I, I I don't really understand the very beginning. I don't know if it's like a flash. Uh, to it's like his internal. It's like it's, his internal. it's his like dreamscape, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I had that. I I had like three ideas of what it actually was and. That it's was his, at the forefront. It's his but. like narcoleptic dreamscape and memories put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's him with like a voiceover, um, just talking about like how he's been here before and the place seems so familiar and like so unique and like no other part of the road feels like this. Yeah. The road looks like a fucked up face. Yeah. And that's actually a line that I thought was great. And wrote it down, but not till later when he says it again. I did I actually look back at the road and notice the two bushes, yeah, with and the horizon, with the horizon and like the street coming down. And I was just like, well, it looks like like a psychedelic. Like if you're like tripping, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and we're watching Yellow Submarine, that would be a face. Yeah. 
<laughs> totally. So I see what he meant. And I, I, yeah, I liked him more after seeing what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> Once I had the vision. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Um, uh, any, anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to ask, I want to ask Dan what, what you thought about this movie before we really dig in. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I did not expect the Shakespearean vibe. To <laughs> oh it. no, no, so, not at all. I didn't. Goddamn fucking Keanu doing King Henry the Keanu Fourth with soliloquies and shit. <laughs> it's just like it's uh, it 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 drives a little bit of a nail like into my skull. Like it just it it's a little irksome. Why? I don't know. It just. I don't know why, man. I, because he's just, especially at that age, he was so still, dude. Oh my god, dude. Oh, I know. what I, surfer? Just like I'm I love that. Scott. I love that about it. My though. name Scott. I'm just like this is so <laughs> interesting, and like oh I think god. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> like just, I think oh. I think he does a good, great job with it. I think the whole no, the whole I point mean, is like no, that's like the character, but then the words coming out of his mouth aren't. Like how he would like say things, but it like made it. Yeah. No, no, it 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 was good. No, it was it was good. It was good. Great movie. It's just it was I was not expecting it, (laughs) and it was you know when you're like you think you're about to drink um water or you think you're about to drink Sprite and it's the other one. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay. Um, Yeah. And and so it was just like ah. Oh, I, okay. I really didn't no, know no, what this to is good too. This is from this movie. I re- yeah, I, re- I I didn't either, but it wasn't this. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, but it still caught me off guard. Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard as well. Like everything, the music choices, yeah. the like the fucking magazine sequence. There were well, like, there were so many different <laughs> styles in it though. But like, I really, oh, I appreciate. Oh I was, I was sucked in. Like, it was like a vortex. We were yeah. all very into it. Oh, absolutely. It, the it went by the sex fast. scenes, the sex oh, scenes are the were, best part. Oh my god, the best part. Fucking oh my god, like because, Renaissance paintings, just like yes. live action. They're they're exactly. they're there, but they're just posed. I know, frozen. Yeah, like in these sexual positions, like grabbing people's necks, like be enjoy, like just all foot mid- and mouth. Just yeah, just mid position, and it just frozen for like momentarily, and then cutting to another one. And I and I thought it, it would only so be best, that one best, time. Best choice in the movie. <laughs> like, I thought it'd only be that one time too, and I was like, wow, so fucking amazing. And then they do it one more time briefly with the girl, with the girl and Keanu, I was like, and I'm like, yeah. oh fuck yes, we get more <laughs> of this. Like oh, it's so great. Yeah, I love it. No, like. Uh, Honestly, like thinking back on it, like I'm, I'm actually liking it even more and more. Like really now, like thinking back on it, um, the fucking uh, the guy with the super clean apartment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he dresses up him. Uh, uh, it's like a little my little Dutch my boy. little Dutch my boy, little boy little but boy. it's just Donald. It's just Donald Duck. <laughs> oh it's my just God. classic Donald oh Duck. Fucking him scrubbing like, the toilet. Him like orgasm dancing around though when he's cleaning is the best. Though. Yeah, like it's so funny. And just like yeah, his. On the couch, like just lifting himself up and spreading his feet all around the carpet. <laughs> yeah, so like good on the carpet. He's just like, "We're gonna make this room immaculate." <laughs> yeah, he goes, "It looks like a mess. Let's clean it up." Yeah, r- yeah. R- River Phoenix. So yeah, they they walk into this. Uh, River Phoenix walks into this John's apartment. Uh, now he, he like before he even goes in. He, it, hmm? Is it is it the 
is the BJ scene is before, right? That's the, the first, it like the BJ scenes right at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like With right the when house it cuts. Falling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In, fa- in fact, I think the BJ scene is the next scene after uh, the road. Is yeah, it? it's like the first yeah. introduction to him being in Portland and outside of his like narcoleptic dreamscape that was like yeah, kind of establishing yeah, yeah. his like isolation yeah. and like wandering. So nature. River Phoenix is a is a prostitute. BT Dubs. Um, so is Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, so is Keanu Reeves. Um, j- just for the listeners' sake, because we can just jump right into that with yeah. narcolepsy to just they, a little Dutch boy. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? They I haven't hookers. seen this movie. That's yeah. <laughs> um, and I never will. Well, this sounds terrible based on what you're saying about it. It's very gay. But so, but so anyway, one of the one of the dudes that picks up uh, uh, one of the guys that picks up uh, River Phoenix. Uh, like when they go into his apartment, he has him put on little booties, little like slippers at the door, so he doesn't make a mess or yeah. anything in the apartment. Everything's everything's like perfectly clean, perfectly like fashioned and everything. It's this dude with like bright red hair that's like slightly balding and like combed very back and slicked with palmade and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, like real white and red Irish looking motherfucker with like a pink did he have a pink suit on? Was it wasn't it like a red or a pink he suit? He had pink it was some brightly colored. No, he shit. had something pink on. Because I yeah. remember being like, I'm um, not pink. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember and it was not. just like this be- beautiful apartment. Um and like they sit down and uh then oh, River Phoenix my is like God. this this place is a mess. And he's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yes, and we need to make it immaculate. Oh my god! And then yeah. River Phoenix just scrubs the shit out of the place while the guy yeah, like he's like, an "Did you yeah. know that I was born on four four forty four? Yeah, yes. four plus four plus four is sixteen. 16. And he goes into this whole thing, and then he's seven. just like, it's seven. Seven, the seven's number. my luckiest number. Seven's the luckiest of so numbers.' So like, I'm, so, and he's like, you know what that means? And he's but, like. That's the math. Like, yeah. you're just like, well, you're really good at math. Yeah, you know your math. You know your math. <laughs> but what do he say? It's not just math. It's oh god, what did he say? He was like, it's not just math. It's immaculate perfection. Is that it? Yeah. He says it's not math. It's oh. immaculate perfection. And then, oh. and then after that, he's like, we're gonna make this room immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> he loves oh. that word. Well, he likes things to be very neat and clean and orderly. Yeah, probably. And then he likes to fuck the shit out of little boys. Uh, or 21-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little Dutch little boys. Dutch boys. Okay, little Dutch little boys. Dutch boys. Pretty sexy. If Fellini got his hands on River Phoenix. <laughs> oh, my God. If, can you imagine? Oh, my <laughs> God. Woo, sexy boy. That would have been a movie right there, dude. Now, that's a movie. That's a fucking movie. Unfortunately, Fellini died right around the same time as he came out. <laughs> <laughs> right around the same time River Phoenix died. <gasps> yeah. Do we have a mystery on our hands? I actually, well, I don't know who died first now. <laughs> Gotta look that up. Now that, Gotta. We absolutely Gotta, have to. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Uh, so after that scene, it's it's more of um, him passing out and, and, you know, just in the street throughout the entire movie is just kind of asleep. I was about to say, that's after every scene. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of some. Yeah. Um, but it's the woman in the car picking him up as well. Grace. The, oh, uh, oh God. And I'm like, I'm going to go be a prostitute. Excuse me. <laughs> Portland? 
Where's which way? How do I get her? Right all the way across the country, I'll go. Uh (laughs) River Phoenix just straight up like, oh man, girls never pick me up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what he said? Yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, pretty uh, like pretty girls never pick me up. It's always dudes or something yeah. like that. So many Just dudes. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, and then that's where like it, you think that you're the characters are meeting Keanu and this other guy who's not in the movie ever again, uh, like for the first time. But it seems to be that they're, I, I don't know if their relationship grows fast and it doesn't show it on screen or they just know each other. They know each other. Yeah, they that's what I thought. They know each other, okay. yeah. For sure. Because he like t- he goes like when he passes out he's like this happens every time and he takes him outside yeah, and gives exactly. him his coat and like he he's known him for years or like because like, they go over the math later on in the movie he's like how long have I like been yeah. here and he's like well we met three and a half or four and a half years ago so you've been doing it for four years oh, for how long have I been on this crusade on the streets yeah <laughs> how long have I been like <laughs> fuck you dude no no man. How, how long have I been on this crusade before I get my giant fucking inheritance? And but that's like, the point. Off. That's the point. You're supposed to be like, oh, well, fuck off, dude. He, he's like King Henry V and his father's King Henry IV. And he's just like slumming it, uh, trying to like be this like he's counterculture the prince person. before he gets his inheritance. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's an asshole. Passage. OK, but he ends up being like a good king eventually. But they don't get into that because King Henry V is way after what happens and, at the and end. Also, and also, <laughs> I don't know this plot line. Like, after reading about the movie, after seeing the movie, I realized that there's a lot of this film that I'm probably not going to ever fully understand because I'm not, I don't give a fuck about, yeah. <laughs> like, reading <laughs> Henry the Fourth or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in reading more Shakespeare than what I've already <laughs> read by Shakespeare. Um, yeah. I've gotten the I've gotten the classics down. I don't really care about reading his tetralogy tetralogy of now, King if Henry. I'm, if and I'm in a class, the an modern class, and someone's teaching me, and like, hey, we're doing this, like, I'm I'm game. But yeah. <laughs> on my own, yeah, because no. he wrote King Henry the Fourth Part One, King Henry the Fourth Part Two, King Henry the Fifth, King Henry the Sixth Part One, King Henry the Sixth Part Two, and King Henry the Sixth Part Three. So it's like a whole fucking series. It's like Zeppelin albums. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Rick Wakeman, and it's just like uh, what do we call this one? Because the King Henry the Six came out first, and then the other ones were prequels. Okay, just, yeah, okay. Just call it right, Hall- cool. yeah. great, just great. Call it Halloween H two O. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> just call it uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call it? Jason X. It's the wrong one. It's the, <laughs> we're watching the wrong one. I wanted to watch the old one. <laughs> so I also felt a little bit of vibe of uh, it was like women in love, but they just went ahead and took out the women. I made that comment in the middle of the movie. Do you remember during the, the campfire during the campfire scene? I don't remember what scene it was. I was just like, this is what this is like women in love. <laughs> this is the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's similar, but man, women in love really like they, the the romance is like on even the aggressive romance is on very hard in that movie. Yeah, well, it, yeah. in this movie, it's pretty. I think I found it pretty obvious that Keanu's not gay in the traditional sense. Like he he always he's just gay for pay. He's gay for pay, but like so it's like well he's not like he's not even really he's like a very free spirit. 
in this film. He's literally just doing anything that he fucking wants. Yeah, he does what he wants. And he like kind of just <laughs> does it to get <laughs> his he, kicks. I love but their he, prank on Bob. I love their prank on Bob where they hit him with baseball bats. Okay, when Bob and his crew had guns. <laughs> they literally had guns and they come up yes. and beat them with baseball bats and they just run away. And I was like, wait a minute. But the prank was because he <laughs> knew that they were going to be like cowardly when they were like faced with like an opposition and then to confront him later and be like, Oh like yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. Reveal like, Oh yeah, we took your money, but like he knew he was going to run away cowardly and then like brag about it later. Like we took on 11 guys, you know? And yeah. that, that whole sequence is my, like one of my favorite in the whole movie, just like them picking on him and all of the Shakespearean stuff and the way that they're telling the stories. And then William Riker giving or Bob giving those speeches in, iambic pentameter and stuff and i i really like i under i could follow what they were saying it was like oh this is how shakespeare's supposed to be done mm -hmm. like, it felt good watching it yeah it was uh, i did enjoy there's it. Yeah. so many different aspects of this film that i really enjoyed i really don't know how to pin down my favorite part because like literally the magazine scene the rooftop scene like there's there's so many fucking good parts that i absolutely fucking love yeah and like there's there's hilarious parts and there's very serious, parts. very fucking serious. And like deep the trailer parts. when he goes to see and his then there's brother just father. Super artistic. Oh yeah. The whole moments. thing is super like, artistic. It's just so fucking awesome. It's, it's fan fucking tastic. And a lot of it is improvisation. Like Gus Van Sant, like encourage River Phoenix and Keanu to be like, to, to like mold the roles themselves. Yeah. Like apparently the Mike character was very um, like stoic and cold and like kind of dead inside until River Phoenix got it. And he added all of this dimension to it. And it was like his contribution was like really like making that character feel more alive. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was Keanu's choice to pull on River Phoenix's nipple hair. Yeah. When the uh, when the people showed up at the homeless house, I'm sure it was. They were like oh, yeah, they were yeah, like okay. best friends. I, I'm sure. Ke Keanu Reeves tug, tug that. Keanu nose. Reeves literally drove the script from Canada to Gainesville on a motorcycle because River Phoenix's agent wouldn't give him the script. Like when Gus Van Sant was like, "I want you to be in this movie." Yeah, it, it's so funny. Like yeah. he literally would not show him the script. And Keanu's like, I got to take care of this. Like, you got to be in this movie with me, bro. You got to be in this movie. I, I think he got it on his recommendation, too. Like, You're Keanu's beautiful. like, like Gus, you got to get River. Gus, yeah. you got to get River. And yeah, which is crazy that he did a, a Canada to Gainesville, where Dan is located right now. Uh, oh, yeah, motorcycle yeah, right. ride. <laughs> Keanu, dude. He's the one. He is the yeah. one. Is the fucking badass. Like he's gone through Navy SEAL training. He's gone through um, all kinds of different military training and exercises and like certifications to like be able to do all his own stunts and stuff. And isn't he also just like a really sweet, like charitable he's guy? He's supposed to be the nicest person. The nicest. Well, he had a really fucking hard life. Uh, Cause River Phoenix died in 92, 93. So not too long after this movie came out. And that was like his best friend. And then his like longtime girlfriend of like years and years and years had a miscarriage and they lost their baby. And then that like sent them into depression and they started like, there was like a rift that grew between them. And within six months of her having that miscarriage, she got hit by a car and killed. And it was like his lifetime love. Yeah. And he's never been with anyone seriously since. 
Like, there's been no, like, long-term uh, relationships for him, but he's the nicest fucking dude. He's just had a very sad, like... If anyone would like to time know... With things. Um, it's like It's like he's waiting for an actual John Wick moment or some shit where he gets to go battle demons to save her. You killed my shit. River Constantine, Phoenix. man. I mean, he, he literally... Ha- Constantine, whatever. If you, like, look up his... <laughs> oh, John Wick is a dog, right? He's going for a dog. Oh, the the dog Wick. gets killed, and then he gets revenge. Because the dog okay. was a stand-in for his now dead wife, which he can okay. commiserate with because he lost, essentially lost his wife <laughs> in real life. In Constantine? Well, in real life. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, right. John Wick, I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves also has had like several stalker incidents where women have stalked him, and one of them broke into his house and was waiting for him when he showed up. I swear to fuck you. Yeah, and she had like a <laughs> knife, and she was like, it's so nice to meet you. And she's like in his living room and he like, like he like calmly <laughs> diffused the situation, got the police there, just talked to her calmly, gave her an autograph and didn't press Excuse charges. Excuse me. Like you must be in the guy. wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> the Eli Roth made a movie with Keanu Reeves called <laughs> she, Knock Knock. That's she, based on that. Okay, I think it's she throws the she throws the knife at him and he just tries to do a matrix dodge and just <laughs> just sinks it right in his shoulder. <laughs> oh, bitch! Oh shit! It didn't work. <laughs> oh no! Keanu, the fact that Keanu Reeves smokes cigarettes is the funniest thing to me. He's like he literally like is so fucking fit, does all this crazy shit, and smokes cigarettes. <laughs> There's a fucking picture of him online. Yeah. Of him wearing like a trucker hat in sweatpants and just like smoking a cigarette and drinking a protein shake. And I'm like, yeah. that's my Keanu. No, that's Keanu, man. <laughs> He's been around since like the, you know, the Stone 1400s. <laughs> so <laughs> have you seen those memes of just like people yes. going back in the paintings and they're just being like, that looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. And it does. Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. He literally pulled a Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> just going He's back. just going back in time. <laughs> so uh, River Phoenix died on uh, October 31st, 1993. So Halloween death. Damn. Just to let everyone know. Outside Johnny Depp's club. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny Depp. Thanks, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. I'm John Depp. <laughs> My name's John Depp, and I beat women. Let's talk about Hans. Okay. Oh. Udo Kier. Let's talk about it. He sells autopots. Autopots. So him, him first uh, coming around to pick up River Phoenix as he's just waking up in this neighborhood, you know, because he has gone through the whole listening to the shell (laughs) (laughs) and hearing the ocean. That's actually a great part. I was like, oh, he can hear the ocean. Okay. And then like she listened to it and she can't hear it. I was like, oh, okay. And he like buttons his. So this is the scene towards the beginning when we first meet Keanu Reeves and stuff. And it's with Grace Zabriskie. And he starts buttoning his shirt up in this scene because it's unbuttoned. And he's got the shell and she comes in and takes it. And he's like flirting with it and puts it up to her ear. And he buttons his shirt up like. Like, it's like closing off. Like, I felt it. I was like, oh, shit, he's not comfortable. And then she, like, buttons up her and crosses her gown, like, and calls him out. And then he starts to unbutton it again. It's, like, like, real subtle. Yeah. And then she takes her thing off and gets close to him. And then he just, like, goes into a narcoleptic He's such a dopey character, and I love it. He really is. It's just, uh, when he goes... Cause yeah, he he has like a little seize first, and then he goes into then he yeah. fucking passes out almost every time. Um, yeah. But she freaks out, and, and then Keanu takes him outside and just like leaves him on the ground. 
with his jacket. No. And it's just yeah, like no, it's like the worst thing for a fucking prostitute like to, to have narcolepsy, stre- stress-induced like, narcolepsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every single time, like, oh well, this whore's dead. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. It's just like, oh no. <laughs> it's such a it's such a terrible condition to have as a prostitute because you're just going yeah. to freak everyone out and. They might just get rid of your body. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It'd just be like, oh, fuck. I yeah. don't want anyone to know about this. <laughs> you I don't want anyone to know it was with a prostitute, let alone one have... who died. <laughs> and you were not going to have repeat customers except for people that you do not want to have repeat customers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's super sweet. Sometimes he just passes out. <laughs> Uh, but doesn't he mention that to Keanu at some point later on? He's like, "Would do you do something to me when I'm?" So- oh, it's to, it was to Hans. He's like, "Yeah, would you do something to me while I was sleeping?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "No, I wouldn't do anything." Yeah. <laughs> like, I love when Hans. Oh is- no, he, he's talking to Keanu. Was, that was to Keanu, right? You don't you yeah, don't yeah. mess with me when I'm sleeping, right? It's like yeah. He's like, "No, he's like, you think I would sell your body while you were sleeping?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love the uh, the hotel scene where they're with uh, Hans, yeah. and just the beginning where River Phoenix is in the bathtub, and Hans knocks on the door, and he's like, "I'm so excited!" And <laughs> River Phoenix is like, "Well, well, I just got in here, okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wait your turn." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then he's like, "Well, what do you want for dinner? We have uh we have room service." And he's like, "Room service. <laughs> room service. <laughs> I want four orders of french fries with ketchup and that's it. And a large coke and a large coke." Yeah. Okay, so I have So four- <laughs> that's four posh portions of french fries and a large coke. Is that, Is that all, Mike? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. And then him doing that, him doing that rendition, his own music, which is literally credited. Oh my yeah, God. like that's actually as, it's actually cabaret. him God. singing along to himself, which is fan fucking tastic. And it's something with he the did. lamp. Like, yeah, yes. It, in real life, he used a flashlight as the mic. That mm. was like part of the routine, and he used it to like light his face. And well, I don't even think of it as a. Uh, that, I mean, that with was, the flashlight, it would be more of a microphone, but it didn't even seem like a microphone. It literally just seemed of a weird way for him to make his face like lit up. Look and, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the point of using the flashlight was to light it up and be creepy. But then I, I don't know if Uder Kier suggested or Gus Van Sant suggested it, but it's one of the trivia things where they were like, actually use the lamp because it's funnier. <laughs> yeah. It's way funny. <laughs> oh my god! And like Keanu's just getting um, so into it and like hyping him up, and it just turns it off. And you just see Mike. Well, you no, no, you see Mike just like starting to fucking see, like getting ready to go into a fit. And he turns. And then it Keanu, off. yeah, yeah, Keanu sees that Mike's about to go into a fit, and so he's like, "That's uh, that's yeah, that's good. That's really good, man. Yeah, that's great. we love it. <laughs> I, at least I do. <laughs> yeah. And then right when he turns Still it off, shit, you're curious. Oh, oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, that. you like it? Oh, you do? Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is the traveling in this movie. Uh, and, uh, like, man, I really didn't expect to go to Italy <laughs> in uh-huh. this movie. Nope. But uh, A lot I didn't expect from this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we're in Italy. Are we going 
back to Portland and uh, oh, we are going back to Portland and Idaho. Uh-huh. All right, oh, like like literally, that was my first thought when we went to Italy. I was like, are we going back to both of these places? Yeah, or like just Idaho this, or like what's going on? This street rat has traveled more than I have, <laughs> like hands down. Yeah, like, what and, like, the hell? It, like wakes up in the next city, still poor. Yeah. It's it's like when you see your friends on Facebook that are like they seemingly travel like they're traveling all the time and you're like what do you do you don't have what do you do do you have a job yeah yeah like if you do have a job how can you have a job what do you have a life qualifications (laughs) what do you do what do you do like how are you able to afford this a lot of times the answer is the same one that Keanu has my parents are rich and they gave me money yeah that's all often the answer (laughs) a lot of money. A lot of money. But um, all the transition scenes, like, with just the colors, uh, so fucking awesome. So simple and, like, so effective. It's kind of fucking crazy how how effective they are. Yeah. Well, the whole movie, like, if you go to the seed selection, it's just each of the title cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the music. My God. I fucking love this. Oh, (laughs) this just home on the range fucking... Steel guitar. America the beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah, Arizona. Well. <laughs> like, same thing. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Steel, what, it did what, what was it? Stealing drop, Arizona? Yeah. Raising, it, raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. The, the good, That's what I the meant. Good I Nicholas literally Cage just movie. said Arizona. Okay. <laughs> If you yeah. if you want to get into a good Nicolas Cage movie talk, there are more than you'd think. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying, Raising Arizona is one of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't have we yeah. don't have to. We can. Yeah, we can. Moonstruck, Raising Arizona, Bringing Out the Dead, Adaptation, Vampire's Kiss, Leaving Las Vegas, Best Movie of All Time. <laughs> it is funny. Snake Eyes. <laughs> Just kidding. Not that, that one. That movie's terrible. Well, it's Brian De Palma. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's bad. Well, we've watched Brian De Palma films that have been terrible before, Chase. Remember? No. Nah, nah. Body Double's not bad, you motherfuckers. <laughs> it's not a bad movie. Remember when they dug a grave at the... What is it? At the at fucking the, reservoir. The reservoir. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's still a good movie. Our our next series will enlighten you to why that movie's even even better than than you'd think. Mm. Okay, well that's not a high bar. So, <laughs> oh fuck both of you. <laughs> hey, I fucked up this sh- this whole scene, but I was homaging this other movie. <laughs> that is not what that movie's <laughs> like. Hey, I fucked up this whole movie, but I was homaging. <laughs> that movie is so entertaining. It is. It is entertaining. Uh, and okay, is, let's not talk about body double. Let's not talk about body double. So let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back to Roma. <laughs> Roma. Roma. Well, we skipped over a lot. Um, well, yeah. Oh no, it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. just talking about the traveling aspects of this. Like when River Phoenix is looking for his mother, he's set on this journey to Idaho. <laughs> Where he used to reside, you get all these flashes of like his mother uh, throughout the film, and like different kind of perceptions earlier in the film of like who yeah. She whenever is. he's about yeah. to, whenever he's about to have, like have a narcoleptic fit, he has flashes of the past. 
Yeah. And then and time lapse photography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, she looks like a sweet woman. And like throughout the film, you keep on looking at like the same clips and like they're revealing kind of like a little more each of time. the clips to you each time. But not that it like gets any more like it doesn't get like fucked up in the clips or anything, but like it's revealing more of this memory and kind of showing more of her as it's revealing more of who she is to you. But it's still kind of just like skewed through um, her brother's uh interpretation or like if it's factual as as well wait, information who, wait, whose brother uh oh well father yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. he thinks it's his brother though right i mean it is his brother and his father uh, yeah okay exactly so exactly. it's his brother and his father yeah it's a brother well, yeah, situation okay so okay because that's what i thought incest thing but that's what i thought but like i was like Nah, I just heard it wrong. <laughs> nah. No, because that, nah, that's dude. he's like he's like telling him about the man she killed, um, and how that was his actual father and all this stuff. And then he's like, "I know that's not true. I know you're my father." And then he's just like, "You know too much." And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but that was his brother. But at the beginning of that scene where they're in the trailer, it's Bra- just Keanu being like Bra-ther. sandwiches, uh-huh. <laughs> sandwiches. sandwiches. But I want to say the previous scene to this is the campfire scene, which is like the most pivotal scene in the whole movie um, for many yeah, reasons. Yeah, that's the women in love scene. Huh? Yeah, that's the women in love scene. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the pivotal women in love scene. But that's actually the most pivotal movie scene in the whole movie. River Phoenix insisted that they shoot it last. It was the last scene that they ever shot. River Phoenix rewrote it and pitched it to Van Sant. Van Sant. Um, as like, this is the way the scene needs to be directed. This is the way the scene needs to be written. Like, this is what needs to happen in the scene. And Gus Van Sant was like, you know what? You're right. I wish, I wish River Phoenix was still alive so hard. Oh, me too. He was the the genius. So hard. (laughs) And Joaquin is still awesome, but River was, oh my God. (laughs) Um, yeah. If we could get the River Phoenix Joker, dude, like, or like Harley Quinn as River Phoenix and like, you know, Joaquin (laughs) as Joker. (laughs) Brotherly love. Um, <laughs> my own private Harley, Harley Quinn as River Phoenix. <laughs> Harley Quinn as River Phoenix. <laughs> and Joaquin plays the Joker. It's the multiverse. Yeah. It's a very that's a very weird scene that's going on there. Um okay, but it's an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bad acid trip. It's a really bad one. Uh an interesting one to talk about, but not a fun one to experience. Um Hey, what if? Huh? Oh, maybe I should take some acid this weekend. Um, <laughs> Get struck by lightning. Oh my god, that almost <laughs> actually happened. <laughs> Fucking lightning. Anyways, uh, did he the, tell you about his harrowing adventure? <laughs> yeah, I told let's him about move. my goddamn panic attack. Let's move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who panicked, apparently. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh, the campfire <laughs> scene is also like Todd Haynes, the the filmmaker, and fil- uh, he's also a film critic. But like he makes great movies. Um, Todd Haynes, he made Velvet Goldmine, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. He also made. I know who Save this motherfucker and, yeah. is. So, he, okay, so him and Gus Van Sant are both considered like part of the new queer cinema movement at the same time period that this movie came out. This is considered like a hallmark of the new queer cinema. Um, nuclear cinema. Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. But Todd Haynes told Van Sant, and I, I agree with this after I read it, that 
that campfire scene is the most pivotal scene in the whole movie. And the whole movie falls apart without having that scene there because up until that moment, gayness was treated as something that you paid for or something that you that was negative. Like we have all these people in the diner talking about being raped and assaulted and these like horror stories. And then it's also portrayed as just being like something that's part of prostitution and Keanu Reeves characters expressed. He's only comfortable with it as long as he's getting paid. And, um, and also the, the, the way that river Phoenix conveys it as well, like pretty much as an entire character, like he doesn't seem to feel a lot. And even when he's conveying this like love for uh, Keanu, for Scott, Scott, he's <laughs> he's like very shy and like kind of like saying it in a blunt way and like saying that he wants to kiss him, that he loves him. But there's but something like, there's something there's, very sensitive and like it, yeah, raw it, well, like about even it. absolutely like yeah. it comes it comes through more, it shines more because he's such a like. You almost don't even like think he's really a homosexual, you know? Yeah, I mean, you kind of assume up until that point that he's like Keanu and that they're both like, we'll do it, but that's not our thing. Yeah. But like, I think in River Phoenix's performance, you can see even before that, that like he's, he's not straight. He, uh, he, I mean, he literally I, I looks like above, he's going I think through the motions. All, yeah. I, I think yes. above all, like who, who else does he have in his life besides Keanu? Mm-hmm. Like, not many people that we can see it seems yeah, like, he's, like he's latched on to Keanu he, he's just falling in love like it, it yeah, doesn't matter who it is but I mean but not only is he falling in love but it's also like he could be falling in love because that's literally the only person he has to rely upon is this person who's not exactly. even really in the situation that he pretends to be in he's just pretending to be in it and then like yeah so up until this campfire scene and it, well and then that's ultimately what happens that's what makes it a tragedy that's what makes the story a tragedy is is the ultimate ending. But it, that ending wouldn't have the same impact if we didn't have that campfire scene, mm. which was, yeah. it makes it the most important scene in, in the whole movie. Because in that scene, we see him. I mean, he's just like, I just want to kiss you right now. I mean, he's saying things that we've all felt about a romantic partner but or, or a like someone we want to have as a romantic partner. And it comes across very like... Uh, I, positively like his gayness isn't just something he's ashamed of and it's also not something that's just meant to be purely negative and serve like a negative purpose in the world it's it's just who he is and it can be lovely and charming and not for and not for pay and so todd haynes points that out and it's like that i think is what makes this like a triumph of queer cinema yeah oh well yeah it's a very uh, important film in the LGBT community. I literally read an article that said GLBT. And I was like, what? Uh (laughs) I was like, this is a very important film. Keanu wrote it. Uh This is a great film for the GLBT community. (laughs) (laughs) Written by someone. Not part of it. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Shush, shush. You please leave. GLBD? You guys need more Red Bulls? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Keanu had a really uh, uh, difficult time filming the like more like physical homoerotic scene. Yeah, the homoerotic scene where really. he had to put Udo Kier's foot in his mouth. <laughs> or I, I think that might have been River Phoenix's mouth, actually. But uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? 
Somebody. It was one of the two of them. But Whoa, like dude, that, that shit's scene. gay. Whoa, that's that, but that's gay. Yeah. Whoa, dude, that's just gay. Wait, I rode from Canada to Gainesville for a gay movie. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me the themes are about homosexuality? And- I know kung fu. <laughs> Wait, I thought River Phoenix was a woman. <laughs> River is beautiful. It's a beautiful name. What's what's she like? What is she like? Look at her house right now. Keanu's too nice to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it's, but it's fun. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so in the trailer, River Phoenix talking to his brother, Dad, <laughs> Daddy, brother, and uh, brother. Literally, Bra- the guy looks Bra- like Beck Bennett. Yeah, it totally looks like Beck Bennett. <laughs> Do you know who Beck Bennett is, Dan? Kyle Mooney's friend who's on SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, guy yeah, totally yeah, looks yeah. like just like a redneck, harder, like sterner version of Beck Bennett. Yeah. Like an, an incest version of Beck Bennett. <laughs> yes. It's so fucking great. Those eyes. Those horrible yellow eyes. <laughs> Finish it. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a Willem Dafoe quote. The power of Christ compels you. But um, the whole reveal that where he's just like, dude, like, no, that's definitely not my dad. I remember you. Well, like, what exactly does he say? He, like, calls him out pretty much on. It's like, I know you, I know that's not my father. I know who my yeah. father is. And he, he goes, what? You're my daddy. You're, you're, I know you're my father. Then you you're know my daddy. Too much. That's what he says. Yeah, quote. you know you're too my daddy. Much. <laughs> you're my daddy. <laughs> wow. You're my wow. daddy. <laughs> Tickle me. <laughs> Baby, God love me. Uh, you're my daddy. Tickle <laughs> me. That's what my daddy always used to do. Sandwich. Daddy, Sandwich. daddy, please, Sandwiches. please, daddy. Sandwiches. Will you be Sandwiches. my daddy? <laughs> Sandwiches, Daddy? Daddy, would you like some sandwiches? Sandwiches, Daddy? (laughs) The backwards man. Anyone uh, with a career in DJ studios, just put a beat to that. (laughs) So that scene, that seems like the pretty, pretty much the most like, that's like the biggest reveal to be like, if you're going to have like an aspect of a movie that's going to be like a surprise or like a twist or something, not a, not that it is a twist, but it's that feeling of like, oh fuck, like you're kind of, he's, you're going on this journey with River Phoenix to like find out about his mother and just to find her it's yeah exactly so like along the way of him not finding his mother yeah oh so you're an incest baby well guess what doesn't get better from here (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) it's him it's him like it's like a john mulaney joke oh my god (laughs) (laughs) just the delivery yeah no but like i have aids and i'm new in town (laughs) okay so uh, i'd start with i'm new in town and it gets worse <laughs> um, so he goes to see his brother, Dad, hey, and then see that comedy. And then he go. Then he goes. Where does he go after his brother, Dad? Um, he goes to the. It's not to Rome yet. No, no. He it's, goes to the next, like hotel or something, and that's when they run yeah, into Hans. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they see Hans, and then they sell him the motorcycle, and then 
they, getting uh, pulled they get, over, getting pulled over on the motorcycle by the cop. It's that the funniest scene shit. is so good. He's just rubbing it. He goes, you I like your motorcycle? You like your motorcycle, huh? Well, Indian cop, Native American cop, you like your motorcycle, huh? Oh, I'm not even talking I about the hunt write, scene. That's a good I scene. I still got to write you a ticket. But, whoa. <laughs> no, What's your name? No, the River Phoenix Keanu <laughs> scene on the motorcycle where Keanu just fucking is just like... He's just chilling in River Phoenix, just fucking takes off <laughs> yeah. and then passes out. Like, at and the, yeah, the cop's like, where do you go to? And he's like, oh, I guess he doesn't like cops uh, too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like cops too much, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Do you know like, anything about motorcycles? He's like, yeah. yeah. Seen I've, turned turn over. I've turned over a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so perfect, like, just how he plays it off. The whole, the whole thing with Keanu's character as well in this film is just that he... Knows he's about to get a fat fucking payday. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just fucking yeah, off until nothing I matters. get that. And then I'm yeah. literally changing. Nothing matters. Nothing for, matters. Nothing matters for Keanu, but everything matters for River Phoenix. And that's oh, yeah. like that's like the weird contrast between them. Uh, but also is, but also what do you have to fear? It's 1991. It's not like they got the goddamn internet in their well, cars. How are they going to know that's a stolen motorcycle? They're both smokers yeah. who sleep with dudes. Do so you have AIDS to worry about? You have no, 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 no. I just poverty. no. I just meant about the, no. I just meant about the cop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah they weren't doing no. I, obvi- obviously, there are a lot of other things to worry about. Poverty's <laughs> right really post not. like. Even a thing in this, like it's literally they're so poor all the time that they're just traveling in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah, well, because Keanu has still has money. Um, he's like, you want to go find your mom? Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'll bankroll it. But they, I mean, they but still no, steal th- motorcycles and like. Yeah, no, I think they sold the motorcycle to get the money to buy the plane tickets. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And the, but then Keanu ended up having money somehow. Good, I got it. Huh. I said, good, I got it. You got it. You got it. I followed along. I thought when Hans got pulled over on the motorcycle, he was going to get arrested for it being stolen. And then it was nope. just way more like erotic and strangely charming. Like, it was a very weird scene. I was just like, what? <laughs> this is like a funny scene, so I'm glad you kept it in. But like, this serves no purpose. <laughs> Other than to just be like a weird like interlude between... Uh, their meeting with Hans and then them flying to Rome. It was, it's just great to have Germans be into weird sex shit. <laughs> it's always good. It always works. It always works. Especially Udo you know? Kier. Just yeah. like one of the best. Oh, yeah. One of the well, it's great how he like actors. starts off like picking him up and being like, I'm not trying to do anything. And, like You kind of believe him at first. You're just like, oh, this is just like her, her friend. She's a normal guy. And then like, Oh, he's totally uh, just trying immediately to Immediately, he's just him. like, oh, I'm absolutely trying to have sex with you. <laughs> like, yeah, like, definitely. Udo, Udo Kier reminds me of the other guy from... Ni- he was an American guy, though, from 90s movies, and he either played a uh, very snooty butler type or, like, a... Uh, or he played, like, a hairdresser, very effeminate uh, gay hairdresser <laughs> type, and he was... Uh, oh, man, I cannot remember his name. Terrence he, uh, Stamp? Malcolm McDowell? No, it's not Malcolm McDowell. Definitely is it not. Terrence Stamp? Maybe I'm going to look it up right now and see if Terrence Stamp is the guy I'm thinking of. In my head, Udo Kier gets mixed up with Terrence Stamp and Malcolm McDowell. All the because time. of Halloween, Malcolm McDowell and. Oh, no, no, no. But Udo I, Kier are both in like Halloween films. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, no, not the guy I was thinking of, but yes, absolutely a guy I get confused with Udo Kier. <laughs> Terrence Stamp, like I always get confused with Udo Kier. Like, yeah, it, no, they're the same guy. Is Terrence <laughs> sure. is it Terrence Stamp in Yes Man or is it Udo Kier in Yes Man? <laughs> I don't watch I don't watch I've not seen that, that movie in a very long time. And I don't rewatch it because I think it's Terrence Stamp. All right. Uh. <laughs> It's not a movie that I attach myself Honestly, to. Honestly, I think Yes Man is, is an incredibly fun, charming, like passive movie to watch. I like just the, like I, I don't like, I, like I want to feel good and I don't want to pay attention. Think uh, more jokes on the Jason Siegel side could be changed. Wait, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just don't really care for him in on, that movie. On Yes Man? Oh, I'm thinking of um Are you thinking of getting Sarah Marshall? No, I'm thinking of I uh, Love You the- Man. <laughs> Of what? <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, man. Yes, man is a great film. It's Jim Carrey <laughs> and like it's. Oh, I love you, man's pretty fucking good too. Sorry, I just wanted to shit on it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both good movies. Like good, charming, passive. I don't want to pay attention movies. Such a good bromance that Yes Man movie with with Zoe, Zoe Deschanel, Deschanel and, and Jim, Jim Carrey because they're both Wait. bros. And hey, Bradley wait, Cooper. Geez. You you like you like uh yeah wait oh wait yes I was thinking of I love you man we, I was thinking of I love you man is that what we were just talking about yeah, I wasn't paying attention that, but that's what I was thinking that's of. the mistake Alan just made he yeah, just yeah, we yeah. and we just came to the, he goes oh I was talking about I love you man yeah yeah, yeah. full circle I was looking at pictures of uh, 90s gay hairdresser and I couldn't find the guy so sorry yeah I'm back yeah. oh my god. Surprised you couldn't find him. It's <laughs> be a lot of now, editing to you do. You say Shays, '90s gay hairdresser, and all I think of is Nathan Lane and Robin Williams in the Birdcage. Mm. Beautiful. Sort of. They were very gay hairdressers. In yeah, sort of. So stressful. Have you seen that movie? That, yeah, that movie Birdcage? would just yeah. break up a marriage. <laughs> Wait, what? Birdcage. <laughs> what are you talking about? Man, it gets birds, dude. They're loud as shit. And everybody gets pissed. Who's gonna clean the cage? Yeah. What? The bird cage, guys. What are you fucking talking about? They clearly have some fucking problems in their relationship. Yes, yes. They were they were in turmoil. But they were in love. And they had a family. Wait, War of the Roses? That'll make it. You guys talking about money pit? You guys talking about money pit? God damn it! We've been talking about Wall Street this entire time. This entire time. This entire time. Listen, we're talking about my timeshare in Oklahoma, and that's it. Okay. We've been talking about my timeshare in Oklahoma. My own public timeshare in Oklahoma. They're they're they own it though. Uh, All right. If anybody could follow that, and you're still listening, Keanu, Keanu, <laughs> laughing during sex in Rome, <laughs> in Roma. In Roma. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's just talk about okay. River Phoenix's love above him, having sex and going, ah, oh. <laughs> oh, babe, oh. Like, literally, your pussy's so tight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he literally is he literally is laughing in a scene which is interesting that did you like notice the aspect of like he can't sleep yeah like he like almost reverses the narcolepsy and like he's like he's in, like the complete he's an insomniac in italy he's the complete opposite of river phoenix like literally like literally he doesn't sleep 
Oh, he, no, I'm talking about River Phoenix in Italy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't sleep because he's literally just staying up, just fucking like, just staying up and listening to them have sex. Oh, I did, I did not think about that. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's not really a narcoleptic thing where he's just like. But he, no, it's the one, it's, it's it the one seems, place in the movie where he doesn't really have a narcoleptic attack at all. You know, and he's just like fucking focused on them, just like fucking frustrated, you know. Yeah. Broken hearted. I like seeing him frustrated in this movie. It's very cute. So, yeah, he, well, Keanu's got a little lover, so he's so focused on that rather than Madre. The Madre seems to be what knocks him out. Yeah. yeah. It's like when he's with Grace Risky at the beginning, it's like him remembering his mother, and then he... It no, it's, well, it's always... No, it's always like the the homey scenes. Like he gets into somebody's house and like it's it's like there's something like really like warm. Like there's a little cozy nook or something. You know, it's like he sees something that reminds him of his childhood, and then he's like, "And here we go." Uh-huh. Um, yeah, takes takes a little siesta. <laughs> yeah, uh, a long one sometimes. Well, it's kind of insane. Like he gets he kind of gets closure. Not really. He doesn't get closure at all. I'm saying that he has this kind of traumatic uh, breakdown once he realizes that his mother isn't fucking there and she's already she's left and like she's she's fucked off somewhere else. Oh yeah, he's off, not into you that. Know? Yeah, he doesn't. And like then it. that's when he's still in Italy and Keanu's just fucking this girl. It's like, can you fucking imagine how shitty that would feel? <laughs> that like oh, Keanu, the worst. you fucking did. Yeah. God damn it. It's the worst. Yeah, it's like, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna. Uh, take a break for a little while. So we're in Italy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck, She's man? Like, Sorry, we didn't find your mom. Here's some money. I'm gonna go um, fuck this I'm other homeless. Girl. I'm homeless. So like, oh, but he when, when he fuck, takes that bruh. when he takes that girl back to America and they're all dressed up. I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah, that whole <laughs> scene. That whole scene in the bar and the well, bar. her just coming out of the car. I was like. Oh, that's her? Damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> she got pretty real fast. I'm she in looked, love. She looked cute. I'm in love, Mike. She, she cleans up real nice. Yeah, she cleans up real nice. So does he. But we all know Keanu cleans up nice. Yeah, yeah, we knew that from the fucking start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's fucking ripping motorcycles in little rooms and fucking, you know, that scene where he's like coming in hot into that room and like just like kind of curls, curls around the corner and River Phoenix has already jumped off and like slid. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. That was great. No, that was so cool. Um, so apparently in that scene and a lot of the other scenes inside the apartment building, that was shot over the, like, it was shot in like several different apartment buildings. And so a lot of times they would like walk into a room and then they, the next shot would be in a different apartment building several days later of them walking oh, into that room. That and so River fucks you up. River Phoenix would challenge himself to be when he walks into a room, he's constantly sneezing, coughing, snapping, or doing some kind of motion. And he'd have to match that motion several days later. And he did it as a challenge to himself. Oh my God. Yeah. And if he fucked up as a fuck you to the editor. Yeah, he's a it's lot a huge of strange movements in this movie. Like it's I, fucking great. And dude, like it, he apparently like nailed it because like it's inc- edited together well. You can't not you can't tell that it's shot in several different rooms. And dude, different the, places the, on the, different days. The editor just comes up to him and he's just like, ha, ah, that's really cool. Yeah, no, that's a good game. That's fun. That's good. Can you not get the fuck off? <laughs> How about you not do that? It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's literally a challenge to the editor, if anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> 
<laughs> the director's like, yeah, let's try it. Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. So that's so fun. great. That's so inventive. What, what do you think, Phil? Yeah, great. We've talked about Bob a little bit. But Bob's kind of who introduces the Shakespearean aspect of the film. Like, it really kind of kicks off with Bob, with him entering Bec- into their lives. Because, and well, and that, what's funny is it goes, like, once we are introduced to Keanu, Grace Briskies, and then and River Phoenix wakes up the next day and meets Udo Kier, and then we come to, and there he, he comes to, and he's in Portland with Keanu, and he's like, you know, Hans drove us here, and they're in that diner. Um, that whole sequence feels like almost like those are real street. Oh stars. yeah. And they're like, when the guy's talking about the big black cock on his first date. Yeah. And, and then he didn't hook for another year after that. That was like yeah, no, real. That seemed like it was out of slackers. I, yeah, it felt like a realistic conversation. No, um, I was on I was wondering if that was, does anybody know if that, I, if I, I think I, one of was, them was scripted and one of them, excuse me, one of them was real. That one probably. I think it was that, that one, one seemed very real. The where one, they, the, the one where the guy the was talking out. about, yeah. yeah, dropping the money out the window, like that seemed, that seemed real. real. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that one was real, and the other one was scripted, but they're both good. Yeah, if um, if that if like that wasn't real, that guy probably should have gotten the lead role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was too fucking good. Really, um, pretty sure it was real. And then because uh, we don't see him again, and we see the other guy again. In the movie. Yeah. yeah. And I know that there were real street hustlers in this movie because I was reading about the trivia today and they like a lot of, not a lot, but like several of the people in, featured in the film, if they aren't Flea or fucking <laughs> Brian Wilson, <laughs> who's Flea. also in this movie, um, then they're like real. Who was Brian Wilson in this movie? He was the hotel clerk or one of the hotel clerks. Oh, really? Yeah. And Gus Van Zandt was like a bellhop. Did you see him? Did you spot the Gus? No, when they're when they're like he's getting the bellhop a room, with a ponytail, he's like a little, he's got a little fucking frilly, like a little like a little lip ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's like he kind of looks like Crispin Glover standing behind the hotel like clerk. Yeah, um, just like, like oh, oh, spotted Gus. Because I, I first time I was like that looks like a young Crispin Glover, and then you're like oh that's Gus Van Sant. And I'm like oh that is Gus Van Sant. He just looks way different now, but like he looks he looks similar. so he looks so the same. He looks so Gus the same, Van Sant's like, like fucking like ripped. Too. like he like went through like a ripped phase and like he's still kind of like he's yeah, like, i don't know he's a badass he's like an incredibly badass like <laughs> neat person he's a meat man <laughs> he's a meat man now, he he did a psycho remake he did the psycho remake with vince vaughn and it's literally shot for shot no different <laughs> he, he he did it as really? an experiment it's an experimental film he was like i'm gonna do a shot for shot remake only i'm gonna do it in color and i'm gonna use it and i'm gonna cast. do it with vince vaughn <laughs> yeah. and challenge accepted yeah and Anne hash Anne hash is notoriously a fucking crazy person so like wild uh yeah so uh it's not as good and he did a mark maron interview <laughs> talking about like why it didn't work and he's like but i'm glad i did it because it was like no one had ever done that before and it's yeah. and it was an experiment i wanted to see they if you could to recreate do it again a movie 2019 <laughs> someone needs to do it rob zombie Psycho. Remake. <laughs> shot for shot. No different. Every edit is the same. He is coming out with a new movie with that same guy who was in uh, his last couple films. The guy who looks like uh, he would make a great Joker. What's oh, that? What's well, that? He's doing a, a sequel to my, The Devil's Rejects. 
uh, like Robert Robert Gleason. Robert or Zombie. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fucking amazing man. I don't know his name. I don't have a problem uh, problem with Rob Zombie movies. I think Rob Zombie. I think makes it's fun. fun fucking movies. Like, I, I think it's fun. I think they're fun. They're fun little horror. Good times. They're good. Not all of them are, you know, as good as some of his other ones. But you know, but like I like the <laughs> Halloween remakes, and I like House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, and I haven't seen uh, his last couple movies. And I heard his last one is terrible, but I don't know. There's I don't have a problem with that guy. That guy just has been fucking metal. Gus Van Sant and Rob Zombie are like the same people, so yeah, they're on the same <laughs> level. No, Gus Van Sant's incredible. He, wow, this is this is great content. He, we are going off the goddamn rails. rails. Yeah, <laughs> because this movie isn't a coming of age film. Okay, let's and talk so about that. That is an, an important thing to bring up. That's that's something that we need to bring up with the finale of the coming of age films that we have done this month. Um, that it, like literally the movie ended, and I was like, "Oh, is I literally wrote down formative years, but is it coming of age?" <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, "This happens during the years that would form you as a person and make you be the person you are for the rest of your life unless you really had a shitty life and then you became some humbled fucking master by the end of it or something. Well, but you like, became just, Keanu Reeves. It's just like, yeah, you or like you're just some fucking sociopath who can just switch. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like it isn't a movie that feels to fit the genre despite it being credited everywhere as a coming of age movie. Yeah. It is it is strange. Um, what do you think, Dan? I mean, it did. There wasn't really growth. There was just kind of trauma. Like there wasn't. It was like it was. Yeah, there's trauma, and it, but it was stagnant. Like it was like it was yeah. like keeping him down to the same part of life that he's always been in. It just like kind of was. He kind of gains like a maybe a deeper understanding of himself. Maybe it didn't. Like, it, it didn't does, seem it, that's like not, it well, through his character. Like, I mean, I think the, he learns not to like crush on pretty yeah. rich boys, but like, I don't know. Like it, it yeah. was, it was more like a character study in like a slice of life movie than it was. It was very yes, yeah, very it interesting was like, in that regard, but not like there wasn't a lot of insight. There wasn't there wasn't wisdom gained. There wasn't yeah. like he didn't. And it doesn't I, need I, I didn't to feel be. He grew. Yeah, there doesn't need anything. to be at all. It's just interesting to put it through that filter of coming of age. Like you're so like we I we literally all went into this movie thinking that it was you know more so going coming to be that of coming age of age movie. movie. Yeah. Just like Empire of the Sun, we thought it was going to be like that, and literally just a child goes insane. <laughs> yeah, the story of a child losing its mind, <laughs> and then it's so. It's yeah, it's just like a slice of life, and like that's fucking that's great. how I would classify it. Was just but, odd. At the, but at the same it time, are watching there, it through that filter, but at the same time, aren't there a lot of people who like don't really ever grow up and they don't yeah. really like they don't really grow, they don't really have a coming of age journey themselves, and like they're just they, they kind they of go just through the retain, motions. yeah, they go through the motions and they kind of just. Retain the same shitty attitude and just like kind of self centered attitude and shit of a child. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Really which mature. Gus Van Sant's so, a very experimental man as well. So like in in that aspect, 
maybe this is his coming of age film, you know, like, I mean, the, the, this is definitely like, but, it, but that's still slice of life. I feel like instead of coming of age, yeah, exactly. Like ultimately at the end, it's like, yeah, there are people who, who go through life and they don't, they, they hit a certain point and their development becomes arrested. They, they literally go through an arrested development for the rest <laughs> of their lives exactly uh, 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 where they, they, they don't grow anymore. And like, that happens to people often in these formative years where they don't, they don't really grow up. They don't really learn anything else. They get, they get just kind of, they've hit their peak of like who they're going to be and that's who they, they are. They plateau. Yeah. Um, whereas like when you look at Keanu Reeves, character, I wouldn't say he comes of age either, but he kind of does. And that was like his, but it was like his intentional journey. Like he intended to just like do whatever the fuck he wanted until he, Till his father died, or till he hit a certain age, and then he was just gonna revert back to who he was. Yeah, had a grand. Yeah, he he had a grand exactly. coming of age journey that didn't matter what the fuck happened in it, because well, the it end was result like, would be the same. Exactly, like he knew he had the plan from the very beginning, and like while Keanu Reeves comes of age in this film, the movie's not about Keanu Reeves; it's about River Phoenix's character. It's about Mike and his yeah. journey, and then Mike doesn't go anywhere. And he doesn't learn anything new and he doesn't, it's so hard to classify this in my mind as a coming of age film. Yeah. I've been just trying, I I really don't think it is, but like so many, it's credited so many places as a coming of age film. And I just wonder, I just wonder why. I really wonder why. What'd you say, Dan? Empire of the Sun. I said, so was Empire of the Sun. Yeah. I mean, Empire of the Sun even more so. It was a higher up on the lists, you know, like yeah. when you go like, and, and, and it's like, and it's like even more skewed, like what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Cause that like, and yeah. And then we talked about it, go listen to that episode, but like, yeah, that movie, it, that movie falls more into the tropes of a coming of age movie that has like way more of the tropes. And then it, it just is about a child who loses its goddamn mind. <laughs> um, it's just like a, a, the journey of a child, not learning anything, but, but going insane. Yeah. And, Learning and, too much and about J- humanity. John Williams and Steven Spielberg. You know too like much. Fucking high-fiving yeah. over you, it. You, then you know too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean. They're like Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bale. Like. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like what they did with the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> and Indiana Jones himself. <laughs> Squeal, baby. Okay. Um so, so yeah. we're like two for we're like uh, two for four on coming of age movies that were actual coming of age movies. Well, yeah. Empire served a good purpose because it is technically a, a coming of age film. It is technically classified as that, but it's not really, you know, because because of like the ultimate outcome or the implications of the outcome of the ending. Even though people, you can st- you can still classify it as that though because so many more of the tropes are there. It just like ultimately that movie ends in a place where like he didn't really come of age he just like became insane <laughs> yeah like um, the ending of the movie just makes it what the fuck yeah and i think that's like it's and we're gonna do this in our next series it's important to have a film that like m- people consider to be part of the genre but is actually genre bending breaking or just not even part of it ignorant. Like, ultimately like, <laughs> ignorant ignorant yeah 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 like but like people still consider it to be part of that so like and that's definitely going to be part of our next series but it's i think that's important to have in this series is like here's coming of age film here's a classic coming of age film 
Here's a film that's classified as coming, coming of, of age, age, and we'll tell you why it's not. <laughs> yeah, and then the, just we accidentally stumbled on a movie that is actually not coming Fan, of age. It's fantastic in, in at all. It's the it's one of the best movies we've seen on the podcast, <laughs> and it is just not what it does not fall into the theme at all. Yeah. I would not. I would classify this as slice of life. I would classify this as avant garde. I would classify this as new queer cinema. I would classify this as in a, a hundred other themes we could come up with, but it is not a coming of age movie. No. Why don't you just put it into a bunch of little boxes, Chase? Why don't you just let it be free? Little boxes on the hillside. Little yeah, no, no, that's good. <laughs> you made a tiki tacky. And, uh, I never finished uh, weeds. Uh, My friends uh, really uh, tell me I gotta watch Newman. weeds, man. But uh, no, no one needs to watch <laughs> it. It's that, not that 2006. <laughs> yeah, we have evolved. That show does not need to be viewed uh, anymore. Okay, Jingle Bell Shoes. Remember Jingle Bell Shoes, guys? Yes, Jingle I Bell do. Shoes. Let's let's all do some honorary mentions real quick, bell, and let's wrap this up. So we got to talk about mosh pit funeral while other funeral is happening, where everyone's going bop 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 bop. And literally just fucking fleas moshing, and you're just like fleas in this movie. What? <laughs> It was funny because Rob was like, is that, uh, flea? is that flea? And then I like had the cast pulled up and I looked down and I was like, that's actually is flea. That's actually flea. And we were like, what? <laughs> what? And then I looked at flea's IMDb and I'm like, flea's in a shit ton of movies. <laughs> yeah, he's so many movies. God damn. So that's um, weird. Gus Van Sant said wor- flea was the only actor who location- fully committed. What'd you say? Worst location for a line of coke. Off of Bob's boot? Like, why are you doing coke off of Bob's boot, man? Like, why? It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. I don't remember that scene. Uh, yeah, River Phoenix steals the coke from Bob. Like when they first, when Bob's asleep, when they first yeah. like go into the oh, house. Oh, that's right. And then yeah, and they're just doing it like off his boot, and then he kicks the boot, and this supposed to coke <laughs> And Bob, the way he dies, which is like God, God. Like, God, oh. <laughs> like, like the, the way the, the last time he said God, and it was like he realized he was dying, and he's like God, God, like he's annoyed, and then he's just like God, like <laughs> he's oh, like he's literally talking to God, God like, he, like he goes from just like using it as like the expletive and just being like a and to being, oh shit, I'm literally looking at God, and then he dies. Strange. It's from Shakespeare. <laughs> Fuck it's you, the Billy Shakespeare. Henry the Fourth. Yeah, that isn't the music that uh, Willie Shakespeare used to make. <laughs> That's not what that music sounded like. <laughs> so we end this movie on uh, "Have a Nice Day," and that's why. <laughs> Gus, what are you doing to me? It's because that line that Keanu has. He's uh. My mom asked me where I uh, where I was going. I said wherever I want, whatever I want. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's also because River Phoenix says the uh, the fucked up face. the The road looks like a fucked up face. Looks like like uh, have a nice day or some shit. Yeah. Well, they it's both of those lines. But the tagline yeah. for the movie on the poster is whatever I want, wherever I want. Have a nice day. Uh, and it's that line, uh, Dan. Uh, it's the tagline. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tagline. I didn't know. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't read the poster. I didn't read the poster. 
I'm sorry. I I sorry. I, I masturbated so. all over the poster, but I didn't read the poster. <laughs> I came on the poster. I was hard as nails. And I came Chase on the poster. Cummins, Chase Chase Cummins the poster, the poster. But didn't uh didn't read it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and, what are you, my uh, high school bully? And I racked my brain about what the movie meant, and then I said it's not coming of age, so who cares? <laughs> JK LOL. But uh, <laughs> But it may not be a coming of age movie, but it's a fantastic movie. Fan fucking tastic movie. Loved it. It's really so artistic. Good. Sex scenes, sex scenes, Renaissance paintings, still people. Oh my god, just yeah, no, see it. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. Everyone watch this film. It's a fantastic film. We loved it. It River Phoenix, I, I don't know that many other films, but I guarantee I'm going to watch all of them now because yeah. you don't have that many. There's a handful. So I'm going to watch them all because He ain't making awesome. more. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a new album out? He's still dropping movies like Tupac's dropping albums. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, have a nice day. Uh, have a nice day. We love you so have much. Have a nice uh, day. We love you. We're going to get off the cast. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Follow us on the bullshit. Bye. Have a nice day. Fuck you. Bye.